have a couple things I just want to share this morning, and we're going to pray over the offering here uh, in a minute. But if Cole, if you could bring up that vision slide for me. Um, you know, we did a, we did a series on <clears throat> vision for our church moving forward. What does it look like? The four quadrants within our logo. We talked about Route 90 going across and Route 79 going down. And I was in a discussion with someone, and it was, you know, we, we cast vision sometimes at a high level. And we talk about stuff up here. And what I want to do just for a minute is try to bring kind of the up here to the kind of the day-to-day and what's going on. If you, and I'm doing it right after announcements because you just heard a lot of things that we're talking about what we're doing. Well, if you look around the outside of the circle, well, one reaching one, reaching a million souls for Jesus in northwest Pennsylvania. That's what we're doing. But prayer, participation, and partnership. And we have these worship nights on Wednesday nights where we are just dedicating our time to prayer. Uh, Sydney partnered with Erie First this week and doing Sounds of Freedom worship night on Friday on Friday evening. We are partnering with the City Mission. If you remember last week, uh, Camille and the team were down at the City Mission. They served 120 people food who are desperately needy and hungry and shared the gospel message to them. So I'm, what I'm trying to do is bring it from this way out here down to here. And the lost saved. You know, they, we witness every day down in the city mission when they go down there. We're seeing the sick healed. Come to Paul's group tonight. You've got ailments and pains and aches and pains. God is a healing God. Amen? We've got testimony after testimony. Actually, Crystal. Where's Crystal at? Crystal, she gave a testimony to me uh, at the break saying last week she came in with back pain. Back pain, it's been there for a long time. Every time she'd, you know, when you, you know when you sway a little bit when you sing during worship? There was pain, there was pain, and we just had people raise their hand last week. If you had any pain, and put your hand on that area and let God do the healing work. Well, she said, as soon as we prayed that prayer, pain, gone. This week, no pain, in Jesus' name. So God is a healing God. So we are seeing the lost saved, we're seeing the sick healed, and lives being transformed. The youth nights, the way we plan youth nights, uh, I know they're only once a month right now, but we just, we're all about equipping those youth with Bible knowledge and understanding how to pray, how to worship, and we're equipping them so that their life can be transformed. And you talk about families thriving, this, when we gather together, when we, when we greet each other, talk about families that are meeting together in groups and in homes and they're meeting together. So I want to do just a little bit each week, I'll probably just say a few things about our vision because I want to keep that in the fr- on the forefront of our minds, that the things you see, the announcements that you hear that we're doing, they tie somewhere on that vision graphic. Everything we do ties to that vision graphic and how we're doing it. Any- anything new that we launch will tie to that vision graphic. Amen, to see these things happen. Let's pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing, wonderful generous, loving, good God. And Father, you truly are worthy of it all, worthy of all of our praise, worthy of all of our devotion. And Father, we just put both feet in. We're jumping in, Father. Have your way in our hearts, in our lives, in our ministries. We thank you, Father, that you are truly the equipper, equipping us to do the great works and plans you have for us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, open your Bibles to 1 John in the second chapter. 
probably not going to get very far into this this morning. We've been walking through First uh, John. You know, the good thing about walking through a book of the Bible is as the pastor, I always know what's next. What are we going to preach on? It's pretty easy. What's the next passage of scripture that we need to tackle, that we need to get into? The tough part is, is there are some things that are in there that we don't like to talk about. We like to avoid. We like to pick out the scriptures that say, ooh, I like this one, and I like this one. I like 1 John 1. I don't like 1 John 2 quite as much because it challenges me on things that I don't necessarily want to be challenged with. But before we get there, I just want to mention a few things from our reading this week. I just felt this week um, a couple of things jumped out at me, kind of the weekend review from our Bible reading, is we need to declare life. We need to, to declare life. And actually, Chris was talking about that too. Like, you know, I, I am not going to receive this at this moment. I am declaring my healing. I am declaring the thing. Now, this isn't a name it and claim it. This is declaring the word of God over our lives to stand on the promises of God because his word stands. His promises stand. And I'm not saying, I'm, well, I'm going to have a million dollars. Well, I can't find that necessarily in the word of God. It says my cup will runneth over. So I'm not going to start declaring a million dollars, but what I will declare is that my cup runneth over. What I will declare is that I have the healing that God has intended for me. And then I will declare according to his will what he has in store for us. So I just encourage you this week, continue to declare the word of God over your life. To continue to declare the word of God over your families, over your loved ones. Because the word says it will not return void. Pretty sure it's sharper than a two-edged sword, which means it's not coming back void. It means it is going to penetrate that which needs penetrated. There's a story about Martha and Mary in Luke chapter 10. And it says in verse 40, well, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It starts in 38 and goes through. But in verse uh, 39, let's just read that. I don't have that scripture up, so just listen to me here. And she had a sister called Mary, this is talking about Martha, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. We're in this time of fasting, of abiding in him. And Mary chose to abide in him. She sat at his feet. Now granted, she knew there was stuff that had to be done. There was stuff that's going on. And we know there's stuff going on in our world right now, do we not? But if our eyes are focused on all the things out there, we lose sight of Jesus. We lose sight of abiding in him. And we lose sight of the promises that he has for us in our lives. It says, verse 40, but Martha was distracted. I'm sorry, guys. I'm struggling this week to stay off of the news and what's happening, what's going on. I'm like successful like every other day because I want to know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's going to happen on Wednesday? What's going to happen before Wednesday? There's this stuff. What's martial law? I mean, what's actually going to happen? I don't know. But I cannot keep my eyes focused on those things. I cannot look at those things. I cannot fill myself up with those things because all those things do is mess with my joy and mess with my peace. And so my goal this week 
inauguration or whatever, my goal this week is going to be focused on Jesus and on his word and on abiding in him day in and day out. I don't want to be distracted. And the other thing I want to share with you this morning is that God almost spoke to me audibly this morning. And I love when he does that. He just said the word contentment. 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 It's like, okay, I got it. I heard you. He said, look up that scripture. Where is that at? And it's 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. It says, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And I think, I don't know if you're like me, but my personality is a lot of times I'm never content. Right? I mean, I grew up working at GE, and we had process improvements. Six Sigma, make it better. Continuous improvement, always improve, always make it better. Things can always get better. Processes can be changed. You can do better here. You can be a better husband. You can be a better father. You, we can, all of us feel this pressure. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Anybody else feel some pressure sometimes of this thought that we have to continuously strive to get better and better and better? But what the Word of God is saying here is godliness. The power of God on the inside of us is what that godliness is talking about. That godliness, if we can rest in that godliness with contentment, what happens? Great gain. The things that we don't have to strive for become naturally happening in our lives with great gain when we rest in his presence, in his godliness, with contentment. So church, my word for you this, this week is contentment. Content, I don't know what's going to happen, but let us be content in him, in his promises, and resting in his word and what he has for us. Amen? Amen. Okay, First John Chapter 2. We left off in verse 7. I'm just probably going to read verse 7. Then maybe a little bit of 8. We might end there. You'll have to come back next week for the rest of it. It says, brethren. I do have this up, I think. Yeah, brethren. I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. So I started asking, what, what is, what's John talking about here? What is this command from the beginning? Well, we know that the word was God, and the word was with God, and he was from the beginning. We know that Jesus was from the beginning. We also know that God's people had commands, had laws from the beginning. We know that Moses got some laws on those tablets that he had to go back up and get again. And I've heard Pastor Jim teach this before. He says, unless Jesus specifically did away with one of those commandments, they still hold true in the New Testament. And so I looked up the Ten Commandments. I mean, I didn't even watch the movie this year. Normally we watch, you know, we watch the Ten Commandments. So it was around Easter time. Did we watch it at Easter? I don't think we did. 
But the Ten Commandments, do we even know what they are? Do we remember what they are? Let me just read them to you real quick. Because as I read them, I realized I can't keep all of these. I cannot keep all of these all the time. No matter how much trying we do, we cannot keep all of these all the time. But no other gods before me. Okay, just like, okay, oh for one sometimes, right? I mean, there's things in our life that we place before God, whether we want to admit it or not. Don't make any idols. Don't make any idols. I believe the church in general has idolized someone who is currently the president of the United States of America. We have idolized someone other than Jesus Christ. I'm not saying us. I'm not saying our church. This is happening right in front of our eyes. We are violating as a church the Ten Commandments. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. I was okay on that one this week. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. How many of you had a Sabbath day this week? He doesn't tell us these things just so he can hear himself talk. God gives us these commands, and when he doesn't do away with these commands, so that we can have rest in our life. He wants us to have rest in our life. He wants us to orchestrate these things in our life and to keep them in front of us. Honor thy father and mother. Yeah, ooh, right? Have I called mom today? <laughs> Don't murder. Like, oh, I'm good on this one. Are you? Life and death are, are where? Where's life and death? In the power of the tongue. Have we murdered anybody this week? Reflecting back on my week, I know I've said some things about certain people that maybe I shouldn't have said, and I have to repent for those. Like, ooh, what do he say? What do he say about? I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Don't commit adultery. Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have an affair or anything like that. It's not only talking about that. How about in your heart? How about with your eyes? I'm not talking just to the men, but mostly to you. How many of us this week and how many of us keep it secret? You cannot keep these things a secret. The Bible says we have to confess our sins one to another lest we be healed. Don't steal. Don't steal. Well, I didn't steal anything today. I mean, I got caught stealing one time. Oof. We got time for this story? Oh, man. I was a young boy. Young boy, it was at a department store. I don't think I've ever told this story. And I thought it would be really a good idea to, I like champion clothing. And a couple of buddies of mine, I don't know how old I was, I couldn't drive, so I was a, te a young teenager. And I decided to go in the dressing room with multiple items of clothing. Mm-hmm. Y'all know where this is going. 
And I tried some things on, and then I put my clothing back on over top of some of the clothing that was the store's ownership. And I'll tell you what, I walked out of that store thinking I was high and mighty. (laughs) And then that police officer says, excuse me, son. Are you talking to me? (laughs) Right? You ever have one of those moments, you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Can you come with me for a second? And I knew it. I knew it. And they let me go by the grace of God, and they didn't write me up or whatever. But, man, they had to call my parents. <laughs> and Dad had to come pick me up. And he was loving. If he's watching, he was loving and gracious. And, of course, I had to apologize and go to the store manager and all that stuff. But I'm not talking about, where did I go off on that tangent? I'm not talking about just that stealing. Are you stealing time from God? Are you stealing finances from God? Don't bear false witness. Don't covet. Man, with social media, this is hard. This is hard. Ooh, look at that ministry. Ooh, look at that house. Look at those skinny jeans. Those are good. That guy looks good in those skinny jeans. Somebody say, no, 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 no. (laughs) But don't covet. Don't spend your time looking at other things, wishing you had them. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So verse 8 says this. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him, and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Church, you cannot do these without Jesus. It is only because of him we are able to keep the commandments. And it's only because of him that when we break the commandments, we can restore relationship back with God. Because of the light that is on the inside. Because of Jesus Christ, him and him alone. Worship team, if you want to come back up here. Wasn't expecting to give such a a tough message this morning. I thought I was going to go in a different direction. But I want to read that verse again. Again, a new commandment I write to you. Which thing is true in him and in you. Abiding in him. How do we do it? We talked about it last week. Spending time with him. Reading his word. Knowing his voice. Obeying his commands. And the measure of how we are abiding in him can be clearly seen in our lives. What gets measured gets done. Are you walking in peace? Well, you can when we abide in him. The second measure is the words coming out of our mouth. What are we declaring? What are we saying? If you're abiding in him, then it's his words that come out. And when we're abiding in him, 
Only by His grace and His power can we obey His commands. So Father, we thank You for what You've done this morning. We thank You how You've moved in our lives. Thank You, Father, for prophetic words, for words of knowledge, for words of wisdom. Father, I thank You for discernment in our lives. Father, my prayer this week is that we don't get wrapped up in what we see going on. But that we commit and submit totally and completely to you. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus the light in our life. The one who makes it possible when we fail at these commands to have a relationship with you. Father, we thank you for moving and working in our life. And Lord, I believe you were trying to get our attention today and that something truly did break in the spiritual realm. And Father, I thank you for a new sense of freedom, of joy. I thank you, Lord, that we can leave here and that the Spirit of the Lord is with us. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, I thank you that you are our healer, our restorer, our sanctifier, and our again-coming king. So for as long as you tarry until your return, we will worship you. And when you return, we will worship you even greater. And Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in your precious name. Amen. Amen. I've got some prayer leaders that are going to come up here. I want to read a benediction over you. Don't forget about youth night tonight and the Luciano group here in the sanctuary. Youth will be downstairs in the youth room. Prayer teams will come up here. If you need prayer for anything at all, healing, Maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And you sat through this, this service and, man, there was a move of God going on. And I need to understand who this Jesus is. The people that are up here can pray for you and pray with you this morning. And I would encourage you, if you haven't started fasting, to ask the Lord, what is it that you have this week for me? Just bow your heads and I want to read this benediction and then we can be dismissed. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, 
there's any virtue, there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen? Amen. Go in peace. We'll see you tonight.